morning, Gotham. Happy Friday, September 7th, 2018. My name is Andrew Claudio, and this is Gotham Front Page. Joining me on a Friday morning, the first NFL football Friday of the 2018 season is Jesse Finver. Jesse, how are you, sir? What's good? What's good? Yo, football is back, and I am excited. The Atlanta Falcons should have won. I'm just going to say it now. They had so many red zone opportunities from the first drive of the game, getting inside the 10, and we were throwing off the tweets of, oh, what could go wrong? Because there's no way the same thing happens again where they have a first and goal at the 7 and they don't score. And guess what? First and goal at the 7. They don't give the ball to Julio Jones once. Not a single play was to Julio Jones. The next time, first and goal inside the 10. Do not score, but they kick a field goal. The next time, First in, they had the ball inside the 20. Um, they throw an interception. Uh, and then the end of the game, first and goal at the 10. He gets five tries and does complete one of Julio Jones, but it's out of bounds. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles on their banner night, the first banner night in Philadelphia Eagles history, win 18-12. Jesse, are you more impressed by the Eagles' defense, or is this all about the futility of the Falcons' offense? I think the the I think the Eagles defense deserves some credit. Um, I mean, they they had a bunch of goal line stands, and that as as inefficient and pathetic uh, as the the Falcons were in the red zone tonight, you you should give some credit uh, to the Eagles defense for making those plays, getting that interception. However, <laughs> okay, Stephen A. <laughs> however, all right. There is a big problem with the Atlanta Falcons and it is Steve Sarkeesian's play calling inside the 20 yard line. He, it, all right, I, I tweeted out earlier tonight or last night, excuse me. There were moments where Julio Jones just wasn't even on the field when they were inside the red zone. Like there was one shot they had of Dan Quinn talking with Julio Jones right like as they entered the red zone it was first and 10 inside the 20 and like dan quinn's like patting julio jones on the back like yeah good job man thanks for getting this in here like have a breather no feed the guy he he had a hundred ten catches for 169 yards tonight he should have had over 200 yards with that called like called back uh non-catch that he had i think it was in the first or second quarter um and a little sidebar on that we still don't know what a catch is at because, all at, at all. all because Austin Hooper's catch shouldn't have been a catch last year. That would have been overturned. But for some reason, Julio Jones, who clearly had possession and, and was in bounds. It was like 53 yards too. Yeah. He, and his catch was reversed. It makes absolutely no sense. But for some reason, Julio Jones isn't on the field inside the red zone. It's absolutely baffling. The, the play calling Steve Sarkeesian does inside the red zone. It's been a problem all year last year. Clearly, I mean, I, I don't know if Matt Ryan's ever ever left Houston after that losing that Super Bowl or if the, <laughs> Kyle, if the Kyle Shanahan departure is actually as big as we all think it is. Because well, it, it honestly, it seems like it is. This is a reminder to all teams that say, or fans that say, it's okay, we'll be back. There is no guarantee. I say this as a Mets fan. I thought this is the beginning of a run. And as optimistic as a Mets fan as I am, I can't even spin 63 and 76 as we're, we'll be back. 
I thought when they lost the 2015 World Series, a World Series they should have won. Listen, it sucks, but they'll be back. I am sure Falcon fans thought when they were up 30 to three and lost, hey, you know what? We'll be back. Guess what? That might've been your one shot because Matt Ryan looks terrible. I'm sorry, he also really looks terrible. He did. Now, let, let, let's 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 take this with a grain of salt. One, it's week one. It's one right? game, yes. Against the defending Super Bowl champions on their banner night, on the road, all right, and like this is a this is one of the best defenses in the NFL. They had to, they had to go up against on the road. Right, like, but they, Jesse, like, I under I understand Matt Ryan did not look that great, but at the same time, I mean, I I, I would understand. I, I, I know I I I I don't put as much blame on him as I do the play calling that the in in the inside the red zone. Like he still had 250 yards. He well, he didn't throw any touchdowns, obviously, but I mean. Nick Foles was like 16 for 35 with 100 yards tonight. Well, that's also like, Nick Foles' peak, though. It would, it would, no, it's not. Nick Foles threw for like 300 yards multiple times in the playoffs last year. Right. Like, he, I'm going to throw, it, I'm going to say, he doesn't have okay. Alshon. Obviously, he doesn't have Alshon. So that's right now. Nick Foles' peak. But, but I think prime actual Nick Foles, not the unconscious Eli Manning version of Nick Foles that we saw in the playoff last year. This is actually what Nick Foles what is. I mean, Matt Ryan, he definitely should have played better, and he did not look great last night. But at the end of the day, this is against a top-five defense on the road, on their banner night. Everyone's jacked up. It's a crazy environment. Game starts late even. You know, like, takes them a little off kilter. I I'm just saying people shouldn't be freaking out about the Atlanta Falcons just yet. So I'm not freaking out about the Atlanta Falcons just yet. I will say that. It's only week one. I still have them winning the division. I had this written down as a loss tonight. However, my Stephen A. Smith turn. Um, here's where I am going to hold this on Nick, uh, on Matt Ryan and the play calling as a combo. I would understand, Jesse, if they were getting no movement, they were barely able to move the ball, Matt Ryan was on his butt the whole night, and if but the game was basically between the 20s for them. But no, they were in the red zone six times. They were inside the 10 four times yeah. and came away with 12 points. I know. Hey, like I said, he didn't play great. But at the end of the day, I mean, I, I'm blaming the play calling more than I am Matt Ryan's actual. Right. I mean, how, that, how pick he was, that pick was a duck. There's a ton oh, of yeah, incomplete absolutely. passes that he threw. Uh, yeah. that, like he Julio great, Jones could have had 250 yards tonight. He didn't play great by any means, but I, I think Sarkeesian's more of an issue than Matt Ryan is. Uh, we got to mention it. Philly, Philly, too. Um, yes. The Eagles were kind of stagnant to that point in the game, and then what do you know? It actually looked exactly – I know somebody put this on Twitter. It looked exactly like the Patriots version of that play in the Super Bowl that Brady missed. So, uh Shout out oh, yeah. to Doug Peterson for having the imagination to come up with a Philly Philly two. Well, yeah, um, this one was with Nelson Aguilar. Last one was with Trey Burton. So right. I mean, they don't have Burton's in Chicago now. So I guess that's a little bit of a twist on it. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was cool to see them run that play. It gave them a jolt that they needed uh, to get back into the game. Um, I hate that. Philly Philly is going to be what we talk about the rest of the season. Like, like it's just it got annoying after a while. Like. The same way that I mean, Chris Collinsworth dude, says RPO a hundred thousand times and we're sick of it. I'm already sick of Philly Philly. 
or Philly special. Oh, yeah. No, and they built a statue for it, and they love talking about it, too. Oh, my gosh. Nick Foles has a statue. I put out that tweet last night as a joke because Nick Foles got a statue before Tom Brady. You know who else he got a statue before? Aaron Rodgers. You know who else he got a statue before? LeBron James. Well, well Michael we'll Jordan talk. is tied with Nick Foles with statues. Do you think that do you think that they'll put up a statue of Tom Brady? And if they do, do you think they'll also put one up of Bill? It has to be. Both of them need statues. If we're gonna immortal because that's what statues are supposed to be. You're I know, immortalized I know. forever, which is why Nick Foles getting a statue is crazy to me. I asked I asked uh, one of my friends who's a Patriots fan, I was like, when's Tom getting his statue? And he said, never. You know, we're a team. Oh bullshit. He, he doesn't want he doesn't want a statue that's why, for Tom. That's why Patriot fans suck. We're a team. Yeah. Whatever. You're really two players. Not not even two players. You're one player and a coach. And a coach, yeah. Okay. So what uh, <laughs> with the Patriots, once they both retire, you're still a team that goes six and ten every year again. Sorry. Yeah, probably. No. Yeah. Tom Brady absolutely deserves a statue. Uh Bill Belichick, the greatest coach ever, deserves a statue. Sorry. You're, you're, no offense to your Patriot fan friend. I'm sure he's a nice guy, but he's stupid. Okay. One more thing about the game. Um, the green zone. Ugh. Uh, NBC, there's a lot of things that broadcast television has done for football that have been revolutionary. Uh, the different camera angles that they now show us that have made replay possible, amazing. The yellow line, we don't talk about it enough how important that yellow line has been to football and the experience of watching football. You ever watched like an old football game on the NFL network and you have no clue what a first down is because you can't like it's so zoomed in that you can't see where the first down marker is. The yellow line changed it forever. You know? Oh yeah. Like absolutely. My old, my old like my alma mater, the first two years when we were on television, didn't have the yellow line. So I just I, I was like if I'm not there I'm not watching because I it's just different football experience I'm so lost without that so congrats the L line is good also the blue line yard the line of scrimmage that's also been uh, a handy play because now like I never knew how much I needed to know has he crossed the line of scrimmage yet or not yeah although tonight it was like a clear line it was kind of annoying well you want to know why it was Jesse it's because the whole Everything past the line of scrimmage was highlighted. This yeah. green zone has to go. We are Got not stupid. Go. We are not stupid NFL. <laughs> we are not stupid NBC. Like Bill Simmons killed it with the with the, the criticism of this. How did this idea make it out of the meeting? How did somebody yeah. pitch this idea and say like this is we should do this? And how did a group of people come to the conclusion? Yes. That is a great idea. Let's do it. This is a worse idea than the Kendall Jenner Pepsi commercial. Like, this is how bad of a debacle it is. Yeah, my, my dad texted me saying that he liked it. I'm not going to call your dad stupid on this show because I respect Jesse and his father. But, but, but Jesse's but, dad, but I strongly disagree. Take. It's a bad take. It's a bad take. Um, I, I don't like it. You know, uh, there, there are things that the NFL should do instead of this. You know, like. I don't know. I mean, you, you may remember this because you're uh, you're a bit older. Old. Uh, but, old. but when the NHL uh, had the uh, the highlighted puck, yes, and we'd be able to follow it all throughout the game, they should do that. Except they should highlight the football, so you know exactly where that is <laughs> all throughout the game. <laughs> I see. Here's the thing about the NHL is that it moves so fast that you actually might need it highlighted. With football, I know it's usually in the quarterback's hand or wherever he throws it. Um, I but like. Or, 
I know that we can bitch sometimes about these broadcasting of it, like the the K zone for baseball. Yeah. At first, when it was only ESPN doing it, I was like, listen, I can wait the extra half second for the umpire to tell me. And <laughs> then I realized, you know what? I'd actually really like to know if he's right or not. Like, where was that pitch inside? Like, when DeGrom had that uh, strike called a ball a couple weeks ago against Bumgarner, yeah. I knew right away that was actually a strike because it punched the middle of the K zone. So that I I've warmed up to. This is something, I, it's just unnecessary. It's extra it's colors on the... It, bingo it is annoying kill it i don't ever need to see it again you, you experimented with it this is like oh since we're moving on from the the game the oscars killed the popular category uh idea they're no longer gonna do it because they introduced it heard backlash and they're now not gonna have a best popular film at the oscars this year so do you think do you think they use it on sunday bears uh bears packers i think that's the last time they use it think so all right i agree I, you know what they either use see, actually you know what they either kill that. it they either kill it now or they're gonna keep doing it are they gonna stick with it you think i think this is one of those you're gonna watch anyway and we're just gonna like it, it really is one of those we're gonna watch anyway last thing about the game i totally forgot uh the nike commercial that came out i feel like everybody on this show this week talked about colin kaepernick but yeah uh, the kaepernick commercial did you know it was just gonna be the same one that was on Twitter? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought it was a brand new spot. No, no, no. This was yeah. It, it, this was the. I mean, it was pre-released on Twitter, but not everybody has Twitter, you know. And Fair. way more people see saw that ad than people saw it on Twitter. But it was on YouTube, and like for the people that aren't on Twitter, they're on Facebook. It was on Facebook. Yeah, people don't go on on social media all the time. They like. All right, that's like, fair. The older demographic, you know, like like the sixty four and up, uh -huh. they they definitely did not see that ad until tonight. They probably weren't <laughs> awake for when that aired too. Um, <laughs> I will say that my my conservative friends that I'm in a group chat with were not thrilled by this commercial because it was absolutely their first time seeing it, and and we're off. It's gonna be a long season. <laughs> that's oh, yeah. absolutely like that's just the first ad that Nike releases. So. I have a friend. I have a. Uh, I have a friend who um, works with Kaepernick in in some capacity. I won't. I won't say any further right. how he how he does. But um, I texted him and he's like, I was like, wow, like the he's getting the whole shoe deal, he's getting clothes and stuff. He's like, dude, you have no idea. So much more is on the way. Mm -hmm. Got that right. Um, couple other things that happened uh alex jones uh the known conspiracy theorist uh kind conservative of conservative lunatic kind of an idiot uh he kind of there Come was on. a don't sugarcoat it okay he's an idiot uh he there's been a calling for his suspension from twitter like indefinite suspension from twitter for the last month or so yes. and yesterday twitter finally did it first of all what was the last straw what what was the the final so, thing he so did all right so before i get to that let's let's start with this so alex jones uh he's the creator of infowars right um for those of you who don't know infowars is uh it's a uh conservative um anti-establishment website that promotes conspiracy theories um 
Jet, really fuel, even, doesn't, jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams and, and stuff like that. Well, like, yeah, that, like the biggest thing that they they Parkland. do is uh, Parkland, the Parkland yeah. shooting of in 2012, basically Alex saying Jones. it was a hoax. Those were all actors, and he was, was a big flag. proponent of yeah. that. So last month, YouTube, Apple, Spot, uh, Spotify, and Facebook banned Jones and Infowars from its platforms uh, over concerns about the contents. Twitter only suspended some of his privilege uh, um, privileges, and that they got a lot of backlash for that. Um, so on Wednesday, Alex Jones and uh, Marco Rubio got into a little spat um, at Capitol on Capitol Hill, um, or is it in Capitol Hill? <laughs> on uh, Capitol Hill, you're good. It was during Capitol. the the Kavanaugh um, hearing because Senator Rubio was there for that. Yes, so they got into a little uh, argument. Um, obviously, Rubio just wasn't taking him seriously. He's like, I don't even know who this guy is. So then today, uh, Jones took another hit because he looked really stupid against Rubio. Um, Twitter released a statement saying, today we permanently suspended Real Alex Jones and Infowars from Twitter and Periscope. We took this action based on new reports of tweets and videos posted yesterday that violate our abusive behavior policy in addition to the account's uh, past violations. So, he, I mean, this guy, this website, <laughs> this yeah, this guy and this website, they promote just absolutely awful conspiracy theories and push terrible content, and it's like it, it, I don't, Claudio, I don't know if you've ever watched one of his like his videos. So, but I watched. It's like, it's like all sub. Like he's just like a snake oil salesman. Yeah, he just he well, just sells like supplements, like and like. Just a bunch of like like sham wows and, and just a <laughs> bunch of like crap. It's it's crazy. So John Oliver did a thing like a, a John yeah. Oliver thing on Alex Jones. He did one of those twenty minute monologues on Alex Jones, and I saw that. And then I also like I when I at my old job I used to have a lot of podcast time, and so I he was on Joe Rogan's podcast and it was like three hours. And gotta be honest, it kind of normalized Alex Jones, which is why I kind of stopped listening to Joe Rogan because he just asked all uh, cookie-cutter questions and didn't really ask him, like, hey, so why are you saying all this messed-up stuff about the Parkland kids? Like, that never yeah. came up. Um, so, all right, so I have a question. Yes, Alex Jones stinks. Alex Jones, I, I would never, ever tell anybody that I support any of his stuff. I think what happened in 2012, only because, like, my my aunt and uncle live 10 minutes outside of of uh at a new town not parkland we said parkland so many times it was new town it was connecticut oh. it's all right different shooting different school You're shooting right. oh. this is america guys um my that's so messed up wow so, but like honestly <laughs> that's america today that we got the wrong school shooting the the one with the younger kids exactly um Oh, we, yeah. uh, my aunt and uncle live right outside of Newtown in Connecticut, and, uh, they have people in their church that their kids went to Sandy Hook and know people who lost kids in that. So I know it happened. I know it's real. So to hear him spur this conspiracy theory bullshit, it is annoying to me and, and horrific to me. Having said that, doesn't the First Amendment protect him? I'm, I'm, I'm just throwing this out there. Doesn't the First Amendment protect him? I think that um, because Twitter is a is a it's, it's a company, 
Mm-hmm. And they have it's a social media platform. It has it's uh, it, it has rules. There 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 are policies that they they instill. Um, and I think the language that they used saying um, we took this action based on new reports of tweets and videos posted yesterday that violate our abusive behavior policy. In addition to the account's past violations. All right. So I think that this is something that has been built up over time. Um, I mean, there's this, like it back in August, uh, Jack Dorsey, uh, who is the CEO of Twitter, At Jack. Uh, said uh, he hasn't violated our rules. We're in, we'll enforce if he does, he tweeted. Um, uh, Dorsey said, uh, we're going to hold Jones to the same standard we hold to every account, not taking one-off actions to make us feel good in the short term and adding fuel to new conspiracy theories. Um, that clearly, uh, the, the, the winds have shifted clearly and that, uh, <laughs> that, that policy has, uh, changed clearly, or that, uh, that stance has changed from Twitter and Twitter clearly felt that it was necessary to take this action against, uh, Infowars and Jones. I mean, it's been a long time coming, right? This, this is something that needed to happen because it, yes, uh, Jones can say all these things that he wants and he's protected by the first amendment. But it doesn't mean that he's not causing damage, uh, and it doesn't mean that he's not being abusive and not being an awful human being that's spreading false information to the public and selling them absolute garbage to make money for himself. You're not wrong. And I again, I am 100% on board with the Alex Jones is trash train. I just, I don't know, if I really wanted to, I could convince the world that chase utley is trash like i do it on a daily basis i could tweet out a chase utley hey is that, you isn't yell, that abuse <laughs> like, if you yell if you yell loud enough and pound your chest hard enough uh you can get the message out to anybody and that's, that's literally what okay. alex jones does he I, literally yells I, yeah. pounds his chest <laughs> okay i uh i, I look i'm not gonna shed a tear for alex jones it's just a, a conversation i wanted to have like is this actually a violation of his First Amendment rights, but uh, I ain't gonna say nothing. So anyway, um, <laughs> so last but not least, we got the birthdays, Jesse. First of all, R.I.P. to Burt Reynolds. Um, because we got we're running we're running long on time. It's one in the morning when we are recording this right now. Uh, yeah. R.I.P. to Burt Reynolds. Um, I remember the first time I saw. I actually saw the second, the Adam Sandler longest yard, and him Same. scoring a touchdown, a one-yard touchdown. Uh, when you watch the behind-the-scenes, he actually took that hit from Brian Bosworth, like the Boz, uh, mm-hmm. in the end zone, like didn't use a stunt double. And then I Wait watched. That was I'm, real. I know. I'm just realizing that Brian Bosworth was in that movie. Yeah, dude. Bill Romanowski's wow. in that movie. Kevin Nash is in that movie. I'm like, I'm. I'm just realizing this all right now. It's it makes extremely it. rewatchable, but in the same way that like The Hangover and Wedding Crashers has a lot of inappropriate 2018 humor, it's there too. Like Tropic yeah. Thunder is the greatest example of that. Like it could never get made today. However, you're you're, you're, you're a huge Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder is the funniest movie ever. I'm sorry. I I I've said this once. I will say it a million times. Um, <laughs> if you were at a poker table and you asked me to gamble with funny movies 
I go all in with Tropic Thunder, and I don't think you raise me. I don't think you can. Yes, I can. What? Yes, I can. <clears throat> the funniest, the, 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 all right. This is like kind of a technicality though. We're These so are, off the, topic, by the way. <laughs> you're good though, you're good. The, the, the hardest I've ever laughed in a movie was the first time I saw The Hangover and it's not even close. It's not even up for the, and, and, and The Hangover isn't even my, my favorite comedy ever. My favorite comedy ever is Anchorman because that's literally, the, that movie is why I became a reporter. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. I think you said uh, that on the show. That's right. Yeah, but uh, the, the Hangover, I will raise you any day with that movie, any any day of the week. And I will respond with Tropic Thunder's funnier. Boom. <laughs> Don't at me. Uh, but RIP to Burt Reynolds for his, Multiple appearances in the longest yard, uh, without a paddle, uh, slap shots, hotel, tempted, the last producer, the crew, uh, stringer, pups, a long IMDb. Um, rest in peace to Burt Reynolds. Uh, as far as birthdays go, um, also RIP. Twenty three years later, Easy E of the band Straight Outta Compton. Um, excuse me, of the band NWA, famous for their uh, album Straight Outta Compton and movie, and movie. Straight Outta Compton. Uh, even though that's not easy, but regardless, he would have been 53 years old today. Happy birthday, Easy E. Kevin Love, the big 3-0 for the NBA champion, Kevin Love, and now the face of the Cleveland Cavaliers, <laughs> Kevin Love. Uh, famous on SNL, Leslie Jones, uh, one of the reasons that SNL has steered more with darker comedy and, uh, more woke comedy as well is because she's writing Black Jeopardy. Like that's Leslie Jones. Every time you see it, she is fifty-one years old today. That wait, hold on a second. I am. I cannot believe she's fifty-one. I had right. I would have. I would have never in a million years guessed that. Like late thirties is what I would have thought. Like she's yep. twelve years older than Colin Jost. Yeah. So that's that's insane. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, the Rookie of the Year and noted Mets fan. Uh, not rookie of the year. Not rookie of the year. Uh, he's my rookie of the year, Jesse. He's my rookie of the year okay. as well. Sorry, Diz. Uh, he is 22 years old today. Uh, Kim Jones, of former of WFAN and now of the NFL Network, is 49. She was at the Redskins before that, right? I think so. Uh, you should absolutely, like, this should be Kim Jones's birthday. Like, PSU alum. Like, very outspoken during the whole thing that happened in 2011. So. Oh, I know. Uh, and then Wade Davis may or may not have helped the Royals win a World Series in 2015. He's 33, but whatever. He's in Colorado now, and I hate him. Uh, Jesse, whose birthday is it? Uh, I'm going to go with Donovan Mitchell, um, noted Jacob deGrom fan. Yeah, uh, and, that's right. And he is one of – this is a great trivia question. He is one of three players to ever average 20 points or more his entire NBA career. So it's oh, him. God, <laughs> it's him, uh, Jordan, and LeBron. And it would have been Carmelo also, but he stunk last year. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. I actually thought, like, wait, has he? Oh, he's only played. Oh, God. Anyway, well done, Jesse. Um, Steph got isn't him. above that? Huh? Steph isn't average higher than that? I guess his first couple years, no. Steph Curry isn't. Yeah, he didn't okay. average 28. That's 20. fair. Um, so we were talking about funniest moments, right? Uh, one of the hardest laughs 
I've ever had is when Tom Hanks guest host, what well, was the special guest on SNL, the host of SNL, and they had him in the Black Jeopardy sketch as Doug. He was wearing a Make America Great Again hat, and he was getting all the answers right, and it was a commentary on how similar we all actually are if we just took away the political parties aside, and yeah. how... <laughs> Doug gets a question right, and Keenan, who plays like Black Trebek, comes over to shake his hand, and Tom Hanks puts his hands up like, "Don't, don't hurt me, don't hurt me." <laughs> it's one of the funniest things I've ever. The go on YouTube and watch the Black Jeopardy sketch, and it's written by Leslie Jones. She's in it. Happy birthday, Leslie Jones! Respect to Kevin Love and Donovan Mitchell and Kim Jones and Easy E, not you, Wade Davis. Uh, but Leslie Jones, it is your birthday, and I am stunned that you are 51 years old. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it for this episode of Gotham Front Page. If you dig the show, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. We relaunched our Instagram this week. Give us a follow at Gotham Sports Network. Uh, you can also check out our Patreon. With the NFL season kicking off, we put an episode up with all of our predictions. Jesse did the AFC predictions for the, the divisions and the AFC Woo-hoo. champ. Diz, Ryan Dizier, did the NFC. And our founder and CEO, Ethan, did our picks for MVP and Coach of the Year and first coach fired. And Ethan, live on air, figured out a great bet, thanks to me. So either I lost the money or I won the money. So you're <laughs> welcome. So go. The bet's still available, so go check it out. Uh, it's on our Patreon. It's for $5. You get it for the whole month. So uh, head on over there and help us out. We really appreciate your support. Jesse, enjoy yes. your weekend, sir. Thank you, sir. Take care, Gotham. See you Monday. Enjoy the football weekend. <laughs>